In this episode, we are going to continue examining the 11 precepts of the Hollow Bones Zen Order. The first three, which we covered in part one of this series, were to affirm life, act generously, and be loving. The next three, which we will cover in this episode, are to manifest truth, respect clarity, and honor silence. Let's begin with manifesting truth. So when we say that we manifest truth, it means that I honor honesty and truth, I speak with integrity from the depth of my heart. This is a little bit different than the traditionally presented no lying, in that manifesting truth also means that we don't look to deceive through omission or other fancy plays of language, okay? So we must have integrity and that's the key part here. Integrity coming from the depth of our heart with honoring honesty and truth. Now, there are times that we accept truth can take different forms. Okay, There's only one truth and you have to get it out, but you can deliver it skillfully. And as long as you are working with integrity from the depths of your heart, you can manifest this truth uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be something brash or painful or rude okay so remember that that manifesting truth uh, is a lot more than simply not lying it's also acting with integrity in all of our speech and not presenting information in a way that is deceiving even though it isn't directly a lie the next one uh, is to respect clarity. Respecting clarity formally is to act at all times with mindfulness and clarity, not to abuse my body or my mind with misuse of intoxicants. Okay. So in this, it's something that we want to look at a little bit deeply as well because it, there are levels of intoxication, right? So traditionally this is phrased as not to misuse intoxicants or not to abuse intoxicants. And that can mean anything that changes our biochemistry in a way that affects our clarity of mind. Which any you could you could take it to an extreme and say any substance that uh, changes our biochemistry like caffeine or uh, nicotine or all of those things are just to be completely avoided, okay? Part of this practice is the middle way. So complete abstinence from all intoxicating substances sometimes, especially culturally, can be very challenging. Uh, it's just really important that we understand that line of abuse and understand what these substances are doing to our bodies so that when we are ingesting them, we're doing so mindfully and that we're able to stay clear-headed and present in this moment. We're not going to spend all this time practicing about how to be here, how to be living right now, and then go consume a bunch of intoxicants that completely remove our ability to be here. That's just a fundamental contradiction. So for example, provided you're not dealing with any sort of addiction uh, or alcoholism, which is a form of addiction, right? Drinking a beer. So one beer for most of us is not going to affect our clarity of mind especially if it's consumed slowly and responsibly uh, 
in which case go ahead and enjoy your beer but be very cognizant is that beer changing how you're responding to people is it changing your ability to stay present would a second beer do so if so then no you don't want to do that in the same vein these alcoholic beverages nicotine tobacco uh, caffeine can have adverse effects on our physical health okay and part of respecting clarity is the conscious embodiment of this practice we must have conscious embodiment because the only way that wisdom and compassion can manifest themselves in this world is through our physical form so as we're taking care of our body we also want to make sure that what we're ingesting in terms of intoxicants is not something that's going to destroy our body and degrade our quality of life how can we embody wisdom and compassion if we can't even get out of bed because we've so misused our body so this man or this respect clarity does have more of a connotation than just don't get blitzed all the time and constantly be high right and it also doesn't mean that you have to abstain it means that you're going to make mindful choices and understand the consequences of those choices and make choices consistent with this practice of a conscious embodiment of compassion and wisdom. The third one that we're going to talk about today is honoring silence. We'll read this formally first. It says, I remember the preciousness of silence. I see the perfection in others and refrain from gossip and frivolous conversation. I remain thoughtful and mindful of the effects of my speech. There's lots of other idioms throughout the world that say the same thing. You know, silence is golden. Uh, wise men don't have loose tongues. Uh, I don't know if that's a real one, but I'm pretty sure it is. You can fact check me there. The idea is that uh, we don't gossip. We don't slander others. We don't speak out of turn. We're very conscientious of our speech because our speech lays the groundwork for our actions and for the actions of others words hurt right uh, the childhood phrase sticks and stones may bake my bones but words will never hurt me yeah okay come on uh, that's a great thing to tell ourselves but that's just denial and suppression so it's not exactly the best teaching to live our lives by it also doesn't teach us to be mindful of our speech and to consider deeply what we're saying and how it can affect people. Also, oftentimes, silence reveals truth. Silence reveals what we need to know. Silence gives us a chance to contemplate the situation and to be present. If we're constantly jibber-jabbing and speaking out of turn and interrupting people, we're not deeply listening. Not just deeply listening to what other people are saying, but deeply listening to what this moment is telling us. So through silence, we can obtain a better relationship to our environment and to ourselves and to the wisdom we hold inside of ourselves. There was one more thing that I wanted to say about this, and that is the part here where it says, I see the perfection of others and refrain from gossip and frivolous conversation. I see the perfection in others. This phrase is critical. We are all this light. You can check my other podcast for Oto Depot. Everyone is this light, provided they do not have a biological or psychological function that directly inhibits them from acting rationally. Everyone is fully capable of becoming a bodhisattva, uh, an awakened one, 
who lives by the four vacant vows and who is a contributor to society. Everyone has that potential. And through our right speech, through the manifesting of truth, through the respect of clarity, through honoring silence, we can help bring forth those seeds in others. And we see their innate perfection. We see their innate ability to become better people. Uh, and I think that that's really important when we're about to go gossip about somebody. It's tempting to vent our frustrations through words to others about others. In doing so, you create a psychological cycle of negativity. You create a hurtful environment. You develop conditioning that contributes to negative behaviors. And this is psychologically founded in science as well, where the neurons that we engage on a regular basis become more active. So if you complain more about your coworkers, if you complain more about your job, if you're gossiping, if you are uh, constantly speaking about somebody in a negative manner, you will create this image of the world that is more negative, and your brain will rewire itself to support this viewpoint. So through taking a moment to honor silence, we can take a moment to step back from that cycle, to break that cycle, and choose to respond from wisdom and compassion, and choose to say nice things, and choose to say good things. That doesn't mean that we ignore things. That doesn't mean that we let things slide, because we also have to have integrity in our speech. We have to manifest truth. So this combination of manifesting truth, being clear-headed, clear-minded, and clearly conscious, clearly embodying uh, this consciousness, along with silence, gives us an opportunity to build up this world, to build up others, to turn a negative thought into a positive one. And by watering these seeds in our mind, we are creating new neurological pathways, a new neurological conditioning that will allow us to lead a more positive and happy life. So there you go. Those are the three precepts that we're covering today. We already had a firm life, act generously, be loving. Now we have manifest truth, respect, clarity, and honor silence. We can see here that we have a fantastic foundation for right living, for right action, for right speech, for right thought. And these are elements of the Eightfold Path. And these elements of the Eightfold Path are what allow us to understand that our lives can be beautiful. They don't have to be full of strife and stress and anxiety and suffering. Our lives, through our actions, can be built up into whatever we want them to be. Uh, Junpo Roshi, the, the head of the Hollow Bones Z Order, has a saying that goes something like, If you don't like the way your play is going, fire your scriptwriter. Write, or hire a new one. Okay? And that's what these precepts can allow us to do. So, sit, practice, consider these, think about how you can manifest them in your life, and you'll find the beautiful changes start to happen.